Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Prepare to be couched. Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast with Nick Thomas and the wonderful, beautiful, ravishing, I used that last week, <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Robin Hall. Hello, sir. Should I start paying you a compliment? I don't Have know. I you just, said that before? Just called me sir. I like that. That's just good manners. There you go. Okay. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm image- here tonight with the charming, charming. dashing, oh. debonair, Loyal and funny Nick Thomas. My eyebrow <laughs> just raised up when you said dashing. And I'm dashing, like, yeah. Dashing. Well, I feel like that I had to meet ravishing with something out like that was also kind of unusual. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So um, everybody that's out there, I am charming. She said funny at the at the end of it. I haven't I, been funny on this podcast yet. Too. Like I let I let I left funny to the very end. So it, like I could punch it with funny. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't been funny on this podcast yet, but I'm also condemning myself uh, a little That's bit. That's not true. Isn't that uh, aren't don't all comedians dismiss the fact that they're funny? Not all. I don't know. At the same, I, I've heard comedians at the same time go, "No, I'm funny. I know I'm funny," and then at the same time going, "I stink." Well, <laughs> so. I mean, I think that like hypercritical, like critical. That is a screenplay that I'm 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 thinking about right now is writing a com uh, uh, writing a comedy about a comic on his journey in comedy and realizing he stinks by the oh, end no. and then the credits mm. roll. You have you <laughs> lost me on like the first round of comedy and within a comedy like anyway. I'm <laughs> um, so glad that like you that's your creative bent because it certainly is not mine. Um, I love like enjoying the finished product of things like that, but I I really don't. Um, like the process or <laughs> no me either of getting I'm it. having to Google how do you write a screenplay that's so hilarious <laughs> um, okay so um, we thought that we would take um, some time with this week's episode and address right. some of the like many 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 um, awesome messages and like comments inquiries and stuff that we've been getting through social media from you guys Um I'm not sure that we're going to touch on everyone and we're not going to use anybody's names. Um, like, you know, we just want to respect people's privacy. Um, and, but we are going to talk about what you guys have been sending us with regards to questions. Um, we've gotten a lot of similar questions. Um, so we kind of like boiled, boiled down, um, your messages to, uh, some like key points. And if we don't address it today, our goal is to get to dress everybody this way. We just don't have time 
between the two of us um, to like physically respond to everybody's messages. But we really love getting them. Mm -hmm. Um, We like we absolutely take the time to read each one of them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, it's just life gets in the way of us having enough time to respond to just so, like so many messages. So yeah, um, and we want to do the question justice too as well. We want to just answer for the sake of answering. So right. we are considering as you uh, you know ask those questions uh, what we want to discuss around it. And I guess that's the nature of today's no, that's episode. True. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Um, yeah. So please know, like. We love each and every one of you. We appreciate so much the time that you've taken to reach out and send us messages. Please don't be offended if we can't personally respond to the one that you've sent. Um, we're going to periodically do stuff like this so that we hope we can, you know, address, sure. you know, some of the like m- at least major questions that we get, like themes that we see oh, in the yeah. question or in the uh, messages. As a, a Couch Divided is a, continuing to grow, and that's from all your support, by the way. Mm-hmm. We thank you for that support. We got the website launched now. Feel free to uh, go inside that website. Uh, uh, help us and become a partner with us too, as well. If you feel compelled to do, uh, to donate, uh, sure. pray about it. We are um, absolutely a garage operation. Yeah, currently. We're, we're sitting in a living room with two TV dinner tables. Yes, and mics and that mics. Uh, yeah, and mics that sometimes work and don't. Right, so. right, and we like all that feedback we get from you guys too. We are seriously working on improving our yeah. equipment, and we just appreciate you guys bearing with us and you'll be able to say one day that you were with us at the very beginning oh, right, when right. you know remember those episodes where you could only hear nick or you could only hear Robert? yeah remember those episodes where we couldn't hear anything at all right. those, were those ones that we you know yeah so created more mental health than me just you. listening it. we appreciate your loyalty <laughs> hopefully as we get better too well and i say we but what i really mean is hopefully as nick continues to get better on like with uh, all yeah. of his editing stuff like Maybe we can go back and remaster some yeah. of the episodes. Oh, I would love to do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, no. We're being facetious. I totally bought what you did. Um, but uh, no, if it's necessary, of because course. Because that's how I feel about it. But It's great. It's fun when you get used to it. But then when you, you, know, when you run into a problem and you don't know what to do and you're like a man alone and the people you reach out to ask for help are like, nope, that's... Um, nope, that's the problems that you run into. And, uh, and yeah. you know, so like I feel good knowing that it's normal Think about how but... much you are learning though yeah i know it's so sure. cool it, it's uh you know in other projects that i'm doing yeah even, like personal things and you know i'm like oh yeah i did this on the podcast well, and i'm learning so much from you like obviously much less of like the actual nuance technical stuff that you're right. learning but just you know we're learning so much about social media guys this is nuts in case you didn't know i'm sure oh, yeah. you all did but when um... to drop certain things when the not it looks oh my like gosh, uh, it's insane re- or it looks like we're going to start dropping episodes on Tuesdays yeah. now. You know, every for some Tuesday. reason, y'all like to listen to these during the week, which is totally cool by us. But we yeah. get way more like downloads when you guys get an episode on Tuesday. Yeah, so. yeah, and so that <laughs> it's just I don't, fun. I don't know why. I guess it's just because you have more of the week to listen in, instead of that the makes end sense of the week, to me. But that I makes mean, sense because I, yeah. I definitely wait till Monday to like start my full podcast. Plus, pod, I, podcast, I tend to podcast like list roster for the week yeah, or whatever. I, I tend to draw inspiration and copy from other podcasts yeah like if you go to our website we, like compare the cultish show website and ours <laughs> it doesn't look exactly the same but you can see how i formatted it it's well, like oh I you, don't, you we used don't, it as a template we work smarter not hotter we're not gonna like re and <laughs> i've never done it before <laughs> reinvent the wheel anyway anyway so I, I i mentioned that because we are gonna go deeper we're gonna do some uh some media stuff some videos yes 
perhaps TikTok, TikTok perhaps YouTube, yeah. yeah, things like that, uh, blogs, uh, and then show notes that we're going to yeah. be starting to implement. Right, we're but that have, will come in the future. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of like the website is so it's so wonderful. I love, love, love it. I literally. I don't think I even gave you like one note on that on the final like when you were like okay now look at it. I don't think I said one thing. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So anyway. and it, and it really boosted my yeah. confidence. So please so. let us know how what you guys think about it, right? Like how easy is it to navigate? What do you guys want to see? Like you know, let us know. We love like building this with you. So and as you can tell, we are super novice at it. Um, anyway. So we appreciate you guys, and yeah, that's so that's our topic for today. Um, Other than that, we we do, and I'll say this again: thank you for listening, and thank you for all the kind remarks. Yeah, I haven't seen one unkind remark, which I know that we will make it when we do receive unkind <laughs> remarks, because that's okay. That's, that's social that media. That is not like <laughs> us baiting anyone out there. To be no, right. no. Oh, you want me to give you an unkind we remark? We are very yeah. aware that we are humble, like yeah. sinner, sinners here. Um, but I've seen YouTube comments. But yeah, I've seen I mean, They're you guys, brutal. there's a lot. We've gotten some constructive feedback from people. Yeah. Everybody's been so awesome. We And like, I got to be honest, I didn't really expect that. And not because I had like any specific preconceived notion about any individual that might listen. But like my experience on the Internet is watching people become like animals you know yes. with each other so we just anyway you guys are awesome we love you we appreciate you you surprise us and all the glory goes to god so amen um all right and that brings us to today's episode what is it about and it is about you <laughs> and that in terms of identity which is probably my biggest thing when i concentrate uh in in, in counseling but the questions that you have that we just explained and uh we're going to answer those um uh, a little bit uh, generalized yeah, today. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I do. Some of you guys might recognize some like of the pieces of your messages that you sent to me verbatim. But again, I'm not going to say anybody's name. So, I mean, we're happy to like call out friends of the show if you guys want that. But we're we didn't ask anybody's permission. So we're just going to not do that for this mm-hmm. go around in the future. If you have questions and you're OK with us, like referencing who you are when we answer, let us know in the message. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so one that we've gotten a lot from multiple people, um, yeah, like seeming from like lots of different walks of life, right? Mm. How do I find a Christian counselor? Need a map. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I just imagined um, like X marks as well. Middle Earth, like Tolkien, all the maps that uh, (laughs) Tolkien included, yeah. I don't know why my mind immediately went to like hobbits and. <laughs> How do you find a Christian counselor? Well, yeah. You need the, the, uh, you need Please, the Lord of the Rings yeah, trilogy. Right. Uh, watch that first. How do we uh, interpret <laughs> well, that? Like, this is a big question there. because we've gotten this question in more ways than one. Um, yeah. You know, asking to us, and I, you know, I do have an exhortation. But Robin, go ahead, and uh, and I'll uh, I'll follow after you. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, I would love for this to be like a super easy answer. It just isn't. So, um, uh, we've got some kind of basic rules that you should keep in mind here okay um the first thing that we are going to recommend that you do when you're looking for somebody who is a trained counselor but is a christian is go to your pastor and see if they know of anyone local to you okay like when you i so I wish that I had this huge bank of knowledge about counselors all over the United States that are Christians. I just don't. 
No psychologist keeps that kind of a Rolodex in their head. Hmm. Um, It's just not feasible, Hmm. you know, and people come in and out of counseling all the time, Hmm. right? In private practice, in clinics, whatever. In and out, in and out. So um, while, like, I am starting to amass a list of people who I hear, like, have good reputation, they're not, I'm not doing that based on any specific region at all. And you know, we've kind of become a Zoom society with everything with COVID. Right. It will benefit you greatly if you can find a counselor that will meet with you in person. So please keep that in mind. Um, right. With how many apps that are out there, right? yeah. pay seventy dollars, and yeah. people that are rurally located may not yeah. have a choice. Yeah. yeah. There, are, there are certain circumstances that prohibit it. Right. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but if you can, being in person with a therapist who is trained to notice things like body language. Mm language like communication style stuff that you're not like consciously aware of lots of that gets lost in the translation when you're doing things over video message so um just keep that in mind so if you are a member of a good theologically sound church go to your pastor and ask your pastor ask friends in the church do you know anyone that is that counsels that is a christian right that's been trained as a counselor that's a christian so first like that's what what I would recommend that you do, okay? That's going to get you somebody that's close, close by, right? Mm. If that doesn't work, trusty Google. Yeah. Okay, so I, like, before we even started, I Googled Christian counselors and Google, you know, autofilled for me, like, near me. I didn't click any of that. Mm. Um, And two websites popped up that, I, you know, I'll just share uh, with you. Actually, can you read them, Nick? What are the, what, what were they? Well, you have uh, ArizonaChristianCounseling.com. Yeah. And then AACC.net, which is another um, Christian counseling. But the reason why we say ArizonaChristianCounseling.com is because we're right. in Arizona. Right. Well, that's what came up for yeah. us when I did it. And, and we're in Arizona. Search. Um, um, so the other one the, is American Association of Christian Counselors. So mm-hmm. that's the AACC.net. We have not vetted those websites. Um, I have no idea who is on them, whose like bios are on them. I have no idea. So here's the thing. <clears throat> you are going to have to hunt for a Christian counselor. Most of the messages that we got acknowledged that already. Okay. There aren't tons of us that are like very truly biblically sound and are actually operating from a biblical worldview in practice. Okay. Mm. So that's important. Um Google Christian counselors near me and then look, you know, at websites, look at biography information, look at reviews and ratings. Just because somebody calls themselves a Christian doesn't mean that they are one. And I don't mean that in any kind of demeaning way whatsoever. But um, there are like Mormon, Mormon brothers and sisters. They um, are going to call themselves Christian. Mm. They don't believe the gospel that I believe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that matters. If you're looking for a Christian, like vetting that stuff out, you can get, tell a lot about somebody by like their website pretty typically. So the second part of that is if you find somebody online that you think, or is at least a professing believer and you like whatever else they have to say, call and set up an appointment. And when you get there, ask them Hmm. about their belief. Okay. You might come across counselors that are very like taken aback by that. They don't want to share personal information. They're not used to being asked questions. Um, 
if that like if I if it were me that came in contact with that, I would know what my answer was immediately. Right. Yeah. So that would not be my counselor. Um, I want my counselor to be a Christian before they're anything else. So Amen. if I ask you as a Christian what you believe as a Christian, you that should be pretty easy for you to tell me. Right. Regardless. I mean, just standard questions. You know, uh, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life? The only. The only way yeah. to God. Uh, do you Is do, he God? Simple questions of right. do you believe God is triune? Right. Um, do you believe that there's a physical resurrection? Do you understand that that my only hope is the resurrection? Right. That are you going to exhort me in light of these right. things? Because if you're not, or if you're saying that they're not important to whatever you're dealing with at the moment, then I would reject that because it, it's... Without your final hope, then why do we even even need to be uh, uh, not suffering on the moment? Well, yeah. But, I, mean, uh, uh, but I, I always bring these up as as foundations. And I think laying a foundation before you go and seek is, is good as well. That's why we exhorted you to go to your pastor because they're the ones that God has ordained to shepherd your soul. Mm-hmm. You may even find out that you don't belong in the church that you belong to. Yeah, based depending off the on answers. the reaction that you're met with, right? Right, right. Because, you know, it, throughout the scriptures, it does say to seek wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Now, when we think of counseling today, we're thinking of psychotherapy. We're thinking of all kinds of things that we've nuanced in sure. that word counseling. The Bible is trained spe- counselors, yeah. right? The Bible is specific. The counselor that you should talk to is a well, Christian. It, is is somebody is that believes in Christian. the yeah that believes in the law of God that mm-hmm. understands his responsibility to the world based off of that, sure. right? So, like Psalms one, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Mm-hmm. Okay, doesn't mean that the wicked won't have sound advice. Right, or can't, right. It's the very fact that they're wicked that you don't walk in that council because they're going to lead you into directions that you don't want to go. Sure. So that goes, oh, uh, what is wicked or what is not? And we'll get into those questions sure. a little later. Okay, That's so, why you start with your pastor. Right. What <laughs> we're not saying is that we're not making any kind of blanket statement about whether or not, like, if you are in a situation where you are in dire need of a counselor and it's something that your pastor is not trained to counsel. Right. And you don't have access to a Christian counselor. We're not saying that you should flounder and not receive help. What we're saying is you need to be seeking a Christian counselor as soon right. as possible. So, so I love this. I love this first too as well. So okay, not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the uh, of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, which is something that our uh, um, generation, uh, especially today, loves to do. Uh, But his delight, check this out, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season, which means in its time, right? Uh, And its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. It is, when you seek counseling, appropriate to consider God's law and what your responsibility is to that. That way you know that the sound advice that you just received mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this we're not going to have a discussion about like Christian versus non-Christian because the question is, how do I find a Christian counselor, right? Yeah. So we're assuming that that's what you're actually looking for. And so if you need somebody who has specially trained to deal with issues that are outside, I mean, I hate even like the comfort zone, um, the competency essentially of your pastor. Um, 
and they don't have anyone they can refer you to, that's when we go, like, let's go look for good old Google. Um, And I will, I promise, start this list and make it available to everybody. But again, like, (laughs) we've got people all over the country, I think even in Canada. Um, I'm not sure if we have anybody outside of the U.S. at this point. But anyway, we've got people all over. It's going to take us quite a while, potentially, to get to your area, right? But what, I will make the list of people that, like, I feel comfortable recommending available to people. Yeah. And we're reformed. I'm a little biased. Right. So <laughs> Probably going to steer you towards um, that direction. <laughs> but yeah, call. Check them out. The internet is amazing in this way. Like, you can vet a lot. Um, uh, we can vet a lot of people, like, you know, based on what they're professional profiles look like right um if you go and you feel comfortable with their theology right they can at least offer a basic response like i believe jesus is god he condescended he was fully god fully man he died innocent for my sins and rose three days later basic principled christian stuff i'll I'll give you an example of this now i'm not going to go too harsh on uh, on the gentleman it was one of my professors i was taking an elective biblical class and I used that exact word, condescending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, God condescended to man. And he goes, well, I see what you're saying in here, but um, I wouldn't use that word. <laughs> and and I go, well, that is a traditional and biblical word kind of thing. And, and the reason why I bring that up is not to slam the guy or say, you know, he's wrong or what he suggested or anything, is because I know that biblical language and I, knew, I do know that God condescended, right? Uh, it's not wickedly. He talks mm-hmm. down to us because he is higher than us, <laughs> and um, and uh, um, that raised red flags. It would I go to this guy for sound biblical advice? Uh, probably not. Kind of thing. Um, <laughs> right. So okay, I'm also, and that was just a small example. You but know, yes. keep an open mind. Sometimes people use you know different language. I, your point is definitely heard and acknowledged. And for me, it would also be difficult. If I didn't feel like I was at least speaking in a similar language with my counselor, right? Um, But just because somebody doesn't have the same language as you or use the same language as you doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know. Yeah. They're Um, not, they wouldn't be a good counselor and that they aren't, you know, you're you're not going to meet somebody that's at your exact same space in sanctification. Yeah, for sure. That's just not true. So. um, But when you're creating a paper and I'm writing (laughs) based off of theology. No, I understand. "Eh." I understand absolutely what you're saying. So do a Google search, set up an appointment, ask the questions. This is work, guys. Um, I wish it wasn't so. But the only way we change that is um, to take dominion here. Right, right, Nick? Um, we need solid Christian counselors. We need other clinical psychologists that are Christians and are willing to do whatever, practice, um, research, advocate, whatever it might be oh, well, for the kingdom. Oh, we need counsel- like master's level counselors. We need people who... Um, social workers. Like mm-hmm. this whole... Psychiatrists... It all belongs to God anyway. So let's take dominion of it. And, you know, call to action. If you guys are considering it, if you're interested in it, 
um, check it out. We need we need to reform this area as Christians. We really do. I mean, even in our episode when we were talking about anxiety, um, you know, uh, and different anxiety disorders, we did recognize the disorder, but we also talked about a lot about the nature of sin. Yeah. You know how many uh, secular counselors will reject the conclusions that we come right, to? Right. That's when we're going to start getting the really awful comments is when. Exactly. Some... <laughs> so, anyway, again. We'll be the, prepared for that. We didn't ignore the data or the disorder, but we did uh, acknowledge a certain category of sin that may have propagated certain things in your life that you might need foundationally to take care of first before other things. Um, and that is when Christianity starts to become, I believe, more predominant in helping, um, is that when the conclusions that we, um, that we lead you to based off of what you have is going to be so you know so different from um, modern society and what they think about it i just watched a video today of somebody describing their first panic attack and what they were describing around it i can point out about eight or nine things that would be idolatrous and i go this is what happens when you put your faith in mm-hmm. you know the Good god of education or school and i go ah oh, no wonder you have anxiety <laughs> you have no peace uh with anything and the god that you're bowing down to is not giving you anything sure so would the sound advice be to repent well yes and maybe i wouldn't have a a blunt conversation where it's like ah now you need to repent kid and then come see me after you do but um but i go but there go and and so they wanted to talk about their panic attack and then go you just need to love yourself it's okay don't be ashamed here's a pill no no jesus whatsoever no foundational sin no nothing and i go those are the conclusions that i do not want to lead you to and i would exhort you as you're seeking out your biblical counselor talking to your pastor through it that you would lead to these kinds of conclusions Mm. that would be cohesive with as what psalm one said um the law of the lord yeah um okay so we are frustrated with you. We know it can be exasperating trying to find somebody and we know it can take a lot of work and there are going to be people who are in circumstances where they can't really be too, too picky if they need help, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you know a really great Christian counselor, tell your pastor about it. Tell yeah. his wife about it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't hang on to that information. Spread the wealth, right? Let us know about it. Tell us where you are and who it is and right why you've had a great experience. Um, let there people is no know, help. let people benefit, right, from from the pe- people out there who do have good connections to solid counselors. <laughs> and, there, and there is no uh, copyright and encouragement. If you have sound advice, give it as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, right. Like, I mean... <laughs> Use discernment and judgment about circumstances that might actually require somebody who's specially trained, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, so that was actually another um, type of question that we got underneath this, this, like, it was like a version of this question. Um, How, like, how do we find specialists, right? Like, people that, Christian, Christian psychologists or Christian counselors that specialize in specific treatments like Mm. post-traumatic stress disorder or OCD, anxiety, whatever it might be. And the answer, unfortunately, is exactly the same, right? Mm. So we can actually, maybe we should um, make available to you guys like just a little blip on our notes page on the website that describes the different degree designations. So the letters that you'll see behind someone's name, like what they mean. Mm 
and what they're like. That would be a good idea. You know, yeah. what they're they're trained specifically to do primarily. Mm. That might help you know help you guys in your search for you know for someone. Do I need a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Do I need a master's level counselor? Do I need somebody mm. that specializes in post-traumatic stress or somebody that specializes in eating disorders, right? right? Um, because there are, you know, highly specialized areas within, mm. just like there are within each field, right? right. There's subdiscipline. So, um, yeah, that's, it. again, it's the same. Um, <laughs> talk to your pastor. Talk to your trusted Christian friends. Who have they seen? Who do they know? Do they know anyone that can recommend someone? This really is a, like a word of mouth thing at the moment, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there are Christian counseling directories, you're, but you have to vet in the exact same way right. that you're going to vet when you pull somebody up in your area on Google. So, and in specific, Christian counseling has been around for a long time. I mean, the Bible exhorts us to. I mean, God has used an individual to counsel another individual. For centuries. Oh, yeah. This is nothing new. But as we get more well versed into particular disorders or, you know, uh, solidifying, you know, the type of disorder that you have, um, we start to specialize in these things. And I do believe that Christians should concentrate on these things. And this is what you're saying uh, that we should take dominion over this. So, yeah. um, you know, y- you may read up on new counseling, which I love, but I don't think that Abrams wrapped his head around what we would know in 2021 no. you know what i mean um and so right like you're so yeah you so, mean you're talking about adams j adams yeah yeah confident to counsel yeah um close yeah. yeah yeah so there's you know there's it's not that there aren't books out there available yeah and um, there are and you know i've been reading um i've read several but i'm like upping all my like intake of Christian, quote unquote, Christian, Christian, you know, like psychological stuff. Um, and there are a lot of like very well-informed, solid believing Christians that have written stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and that maybe that's another list we can buy the website. Right. For sure. Also, if any of you guys out there like have a list that you've compiled for your area, let us know. You know, mm-hmm. we can make that available to you guys on our website. Mm-hmm. Like we're happy to share information and resources. Mm-hmm. Um, let's build a big network and, um, you know, like, so that you guys have, you know, something you can access just for possibilities, yeah. you know. Now, and foundationally, the word and the Holy Spirit is going to be your ultimate guidance, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, Christ sent the Holy Spirit as a who, you know, a helper, a counselor, an advocate. He's the parakletos. That's what it is in Greek. That's what it, exactly what it means, right? A helper, a counselor to remind you the teachings of Jesus Christ. And Jesus does have something to say about these things. Now, it might be in a way of leading you to an individual who's going to help you, like a specialist, or in like my situation um, where I was dealing with extreme anxiety. I loved meeting up with my pastors and learning things from the word and understanding the sin in my heart. And though that hurt and I suffered, as um, I was granted repentance along that way, I became what a transformed mind. And that was the doing of the Holy Spirit. Don't forego the word and the Holy Spirit um, as preeminent in your mm-hmm. life when it comes to your mental status here. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like, I yeah. mean, we shouldn't forego that in any area. In any uh, area, especially regarding our topics. Um in, in, in seeking counseling and, and seeking remedy for your health, mental health, do not neglect uh, prayer just because you have a specialist or anything like that. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Um, None of this replaces what you need to be doing, like what whatever your like daily 
moment to moment relationship mm-hmm. with God looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah, no. Um, okay, so I feel like we talked. Do you feel like we hit that one? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, um, what did we say? I think we, said, you know, we said a lot of things. Go to your pastors. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you abide by the uh, the law of God. Yeah. And then yeah. Right, and scripture is always your ultimate. That's actually like a great lead into our next question. Um, so. Um, I'm I'm just going to read this. I thought it was so well stated anyway. Um, so why mess with what's working already? Um, the question was, and it's actually a few questions kind of wrapped into one. What are some tools that Christians can use to help discern whether or not any certain type of therapy is in conflict with their faith? Like EMDR, hypnotherapy, where it can be difficult to determine whether something can be can be okay or not because I don't understand the science of it. Are there any other common therapy practices that Christians Christians should be careful about? Um, and would you be willing to do an episode on some of these things in the future? We absolutely would. Um, definitely, specifically, uh, EMDR deserves its own episode. So does hypnotherapy for sure. At, at, you know, um, at least one or like even a longer mm. one episode. Um, so I thought this, the, like this whole series of questions was just excellent. And, um, I, I figured that lots, like I related to it. Lots of us can relate to this. Like, how do I know like that? What I'm being told is biblically sound. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, or what they're even doing in their methods, you know, and not even just in exhortations, but like hypnotherapy right, actually EMDR, putting right. you under a particular trance should you give your mind over something right. uh, to something like that no know? don't do it if and you are doing I, it don't do it so i'm not talking about emdr i'm talking about hypnotherapy yeah, emdr is another thing okay. yeah. um yeah we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about that but we will do specific episodes on that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah this is really important right like we need as christians we need to be developing this worldview filter that helps us decipher between things that look really Christian and things that actually are Mm -hmm. right. Things that are supported by scripture and things that look like they might be supported by scripture, Mm -hmm. but they actually aren't. Um, You know, I think of Deuteronomy 13, but this is also, uh, it's talking about false prophets and false teachers and people who can do signs of wonders. And even if their prophecies come true, if they lead you out to a different God to reject them totally kind of thing like that. And I take that advice or an application in a lot of situations in my life, even while seeking a counselor. The reason why I don't want to do hypnotherapy, and we'll go into this in the episode that we actually do on this, is because even if they give me a remedy that seems to be comfortable, you know what I mean? Like after the therapy, oh, I'm not panic about this anymore kind of thing. Mm. It's where my mind is now orientated. And Mm. though they elicited a remedy for me and I've received it, my mind is now nowhere near God or even the right way. Mm -hmm. And so even though they did a sign and wonder, if you let's just say call it a sign and wonder, I'm still led after a different cause. I don't want to give my mind over to something like that. Sure. Yeah, I think we can tie this into the whole question, like conversation we were having with the guys at Cultish about psychedelic use and stuff. Yeah. The Bible God, tells you to be mindful of him. Right. Always. Like God uses things all the time that, you know, not not like their intended purpose. You know, like he uses them for something else. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, we're not saying that you there can't be good that comes out of um, experiences like that. But as a Christian, your choice should be, is engaging in this glorifying to God, right? What does he say about participating in activities like this? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's really what we're talking about. Um, 
Anyway, so that filter it just gets better and better. But I'm going to make a plug for um, the Bible reading challenge that's mm. managed out of Christ Church in Moscow, Idaho. Mm. Um, the main way that you guys do this is by reading the word. Amen. All the time, constantly. And I don't mean you have to start in Genesis and end in like Job every single night. That's not what I mean. I mean, actively consuming God's word, being obedient and reading what he says. How on earth are you supposed to know whether or not something is safe if you don't know because you haven't actually read it or like maybe you read it once 25 years ago, right? When we forego the nature of the word, we don't have that foundation and we're not prepared to battle. And so when we look around our community, think about it, you know, you're looking around your community, you're seeing people get results that you want. They're nowhere near Christ, mm -hmm. you know, and they have a different mind frame, which shapes the, uh, the way that they handle people and the way they view about themselves as well. And you're like, well, if they're doing and it's working, I'm going to go do that too as well. You're reading some kind of scripture mm -hmm. uh, when you're doing right, that, so sure. it might as well be the word of God uh, and not uh, the word what of is, man. What's like what's actually like worthy of being called scripture? Right. I mean, everybody. I mean, we do this in presuppositional apologetics by what standard? By everybody's what standard? nobody's neutral. Everybody's using something. Absolutely. You, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you like. You have a religion. You, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you have a religion. You're you're submitting. You ascribe to a set of beliefs. So you're submitting to something. Christ either <laughs> says that you're a slave of what righteousness or wickedness, mm -hmm. right? And you were made to submit, and you will submit to whatever you want uh, that mitigates your comforting, right? Yeah. And sin does promise that a, a little bit to mitigate your comforting, it mitigates suffering yeah. by comfort, right? Yeah, and, and to uh, see, I can't talk. It's today. okay. I knew what uh, you meant, uh, but. At the end result, where do you end up? You yeah. Know? And that's. Right. So um, I think that is like the number one way to develop your filter here. If you are constantly filling yourself up with God's word, if you are reading it, and I don't mean like necessarily conducting rigorous Bible study through it. I mean, just coming to the table and consuming the word. Okay. So. Go check it out. The, the Bible reading challenge. There, the one that happens during the like school year is nine months long, and you go through the entire Bible, the Old Testament once, the New Testament twice. Hmm. The summer reading challenge. You go through the New Testament once, and then several Psalms. I'm actually not sure entirely what we went through hmm. um, all summer, but here's the thing: it's six chapters a day. All right. If you can just sit and read it or listen to it like an audio Bible, that's like 20 to 25 minutes. It's not very much. And if you do it like every single day, Sundays we have off and on occasion you get like catch up days, break days. Um, you essentially are never behind because you're always on rotation. If you miss a day, that's fine. You just pick right back up where mm -hmm. everybody else is. OK, mm -hmm. there's Facebook groups, social media groups. This is legit awesome i encourage everyone to do it there's a women's group and a men's group i was like and you're doing it with other people too as right. well it makes uh, it makes it more you know it makes it more pleasant when right and there's you know, an accountability yeah to you're it. enjoying so everybody's presence go read your bible that is going to help you that's going to help you period 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 <laughs> yeah or like uh you know what i used to do when i uh, when i first came to christ and you know i 
read my Bible all the time and pray. I also sing psalms now. This is what I didn't do. Uh, I would exhort anybody to get a psalm uh, book and start singing them during your um, you know, your time uh, in prayer and scripture reading. But I used to read uh, one psalm, one proverb, and then a section of scripture every single day. It was just that. And I got through the entire Bible in like a few months um, yeah. because of that. Uh, but it was one psalm, one proverb, and then whatever I was studying elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But it was always one psalm and one proverb. Why? Because psalms are worship, right? Sometimes they're didactic. Sometimes they're imprecatory, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then then proverbs, wisdom, and then whatever uh, whatever I'm studying. And that really helped shape and molded my mind, right. especially in that beginning walk. And uh, then I kept doing it and found new ways to, right. to read. But yeah. So, okay, here's here it is, guys. As a Christian, you are affirming that you believe scripture, right? Okay, so when what does that mean? When I say that I believe in scripture, it means that I believe that what God says in his written word is actually from God, mm-hmm. okay? That it is theanostas, right? God breathed. He breathed it into existence. I mean, oh my gosh, it just gives me goosebumps, like imagining what that experience yeah, would have been like. We use the words inspiration or anything, but you're right. It's theanustas, which it's means theonostos. breathed out. I mean, yeah. it's the God very breathed, right. essence, yeah. the breath. And that it's not <laughs> vanity. It's all scriptures breathed out by God. And profitable for teaching, reproof, right? Correction, training. And, oh, and, and, I didn't know you were like counting. I would have counted. Because you said yeah. teaching, no, reproof. Not, I'm like, yeah. you got it, you got it. And <laughs> for correction. Going, he, Nick and, is such an exhorter, guys. Yeah, he for, really is. He's so like, encouraging. Go, 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 go. go. Yeah. He, yeah. Was cheer, he was cheerleading me on and I didn't even see it. So uh, and too for uh, correction and for training in righteousness. Yeah. yeah okay. So what that means is our infallible, perfect, thrice holy God gave us an inspired word that like we get to live our everyday lives right by Mm -hmm. read it that makes it the most important thing you'll ever read all right and being in it frequently as often as you can so they they've been doing the bible reading challenge i think this is the fourth year and this year the theme is like sea sea shanty to the word to the word i've heard that's excellent uh, i heard that sea shanty i got to sing it when we uh, were up to the word to the word we go yeah uh that's was stuck in my head all day it's so good it It is an earworm Check yes. it out. Check it out. It's great. Um, so like every so and this is the this will be the second time that I've completed it to, like fully. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that's like it's different. Like this we finished the summer reading challenge with Psalm 119 and we started the new challenge on September, I think six, fifth or sixth, whatever Someone. it was with Psalm 119. And even like the week in between reading, reading it. Right. Like my whole digestion of it changed and was more profound. So like we're not doing this at comprehensive study, guys. It's literally reading the chapter to the word and it you get so much from it just by consuming it. We we have all these obstacles in our head about like, oh, I just don't have time. I need quiet and peace. No, you don't need any of that. You don't mm-hmm. need you don't need any of that. Life is messy and busy. Yeah. So like read when you can, yeah. if you can listen to it when you can, when you can, if it takes you all day to do it yeah. because you're a mom of a bunch of little kids, your homes, so be it. Yeah. Like to the word, to the Prioritize, word we go, you know. right? Don't let anything be an obstacle to getting to God's word. And, and we've seen this all the time and, you know, I've heard other people say this, but if you, you, you eat every day, don't yeah. you? Okay. So, and you need to be filled up with the spirit. Right. Well, and you know day. how crappy you feel yeah. if you go all day with, and you forget to eat, right? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And I've, I've spent days where I haven't read the word or I haven't prayed. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I go, oh, that's probably why I was yeah. dealing with this. He's the given us this with. feast and his word, quit eating like table but scraps. This, right? is what, this is what James says uh, in chapter three. And he goes, you know, the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. These are everything that the wisdom of God gives you. Um, right. and especially in your counseling, your anxieties and any kind of thing that you're dealing with up there in your mind or in just, you know, in, 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 in your average day to day life, cooking food, whatever right. it is. Um, these things are, are, are given to us by God, whether mm-hmm. suffering or joy and the wisdom from above is pure. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's the foundation of why you should do anything. And so if you're not in the word and in prayer, uh, in prayer and you're going and seeking wise counsel, um, the wise counsel you should be able to get at first yeah. is to do that. <laughs> the first thing that you should be told is um, those things need to be happening. But right. if you don't land in Christian counsel, I mean, you're going to be susceptible to all kinds of things that you probably shouldn't be involved in. Right. Yeah. So ju- like first and foremost, your primary tool and weapon protection armor right against this Mm -hmm. is god's word read it don't make excuses read it you will watch it transform your life seriously um it is truly truly a gift um and this takes time i mean any therapy should take time right yeah um (laughs) so okay um specifically this um listener asked about you know um emdr and hypnotherapy like i said we're going to do specific episodes on both of those things there i don't believe there's anything inherently wrong with emdr emdr stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing reprocessing yeah. um yeah me either so um we're going to talk about this a lot more specifically so while i say like i don't think it's inherently dangerous i do think you need to be very careful with anything with any therapy that you're receiving, right? Just kind of like what Nick is saying, like you want to make sure you're receiving wise counsel. Mm-hmm. So um, th- there's uh, the, the question she asked this listener speci- specifically, specifically, I'm also doing it, Nick. Um, specifically. I like she's that one, pointed out like, I don't understand the science of it. Okay. So that's true. And I feel like that can be really intimidating when you're trying to like filter mm-hmm. through something. So the truth is, and the reason that you don't really know the science behind this specific thing is because we don't, all right? Um, We don't know definitively what is at work in EMDR, okay? So EMDR very, very generally involves bilateral stimulation. Mm -hmm. So at first, in like its first kind of like wave of development and, you know, implementation use clinically, um, it's... Um, was more focused on using like actual eye movement. Mm-hmm. Okay, there I know a lot of therapists that do only tactile stimulation, right. or they do auditory stimulation. The so the bilateral stimulation seems to be the theme, the key. Okay, it doesn't there doesn't appear to need to actually be anything happening with your eyes, what you're mm-hmm. doing with your eyes, and the arguments actually been made. Because there are so many exposure therapy components to EMDR, that perhaps that's actually what you're, what you're seeing the results from, mm-hmm. rather than EMDR specifically. Mm-hmm. So we just don't know definitively, on honestly. And like I said, we'll talk a lot more about that on an episode specifically dedicated to EMDR. Um, that being said, I have used it personally in practice when I was practicing. Um, I have 
also done it, like been the therapy, right, in my own personal therapy with it. Um, and I found it very helpful. Actually, like each time that I completed a course, it was primarily exposure based. So, mm-hmm. you know, the relief that you get from exposing yourself and to the, wow, that, that sounds terrible. The relief you get from exposing yourself hear what I mean, not what I say. Doing it like a French can-can. Oh my gosh, yeah, wow. French Um, can-can with a skirt, yeah. (laughs) That kind of exposure. Right. (laughs) Exposure therapy can provide symptom relief through uh, desensitization to the adverse I I think that that key word is symptom relief kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Because it doesn't really go into the foundations of why this is generated in the first place, which is what I want in my counseling yeah yeah. hypnotherapy is different i think it falls more into the category of uh, the occult like or it maybe not inherently but i think you're you're playing with a lot more fire in that arena Um, it reminds me very much of dowsing um anytime (laughs) you're essentially asking like a separate part of someone to do something no yeah Uh -uh. that's might be manipulatory well and like why yeah. There's nothing in scripture that tells us we should do anything like that. Mm-hmm. So why would in this instance it be okay? Mm-hmm. Or like good, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there are, I don't have any instance, I can't think, pull any instance in my to mind in scripture where somebody is counseling somebody else and they do so by putting them in this altered like per- and, perceptive states, right? And let's not cop out under um the um you know the ill knowledge that the ancients had um there were they were not stupid they understood uh things of the mind maybe not quite like we understand them today but they all also had all kinds of remedy uh, remedies that uh, that dissociate yourself from your mind or anything like that like hypnotherapy uh to try to take away particular sufferings or change behaviors and this is why we always say be cautious you know uh with this and look into the nature of it it's man's been doing this kinds of thing for a long time right so So, um you just want to be careful that you're not like dabbling into something really new agey um or that would lead you to something right to like expose you to something that's dangerous um Mm -hmm. and i'm not i don't mean that like in the in the like you know what is it the exorcism of emily rose Mm -hmm. necessarily Mm -hmm. Um, but I also don't like totally exclude that idea. I don't, I mean, I don't believe that, um, if you are saved, then the spirit of God indwells in you that you can be possessed by any spirit. Exactly. Right. And, um, and what I, what I was saying is if you're a Christian and you want that kind of therapy, do you understand the foundations of why these uh, these symptoms that you're having um, are propagated? And I, I, I and I think that if you have a proper foundation, if you know your past, if you know your sins, and, and things like that, and you're looking to now just solve the symptoms, then I would say go for it. But you have that solid foundation. You have that solid scriptural foundation. Oh yeah. If you don't know anything and you're just trying hypnotherapy just to cure something, and you know nothing of your own heart, nothing of your own mind, nothing of your then stay away from it right. because you're going to be exposed to like, things that you are playing that you don't with want. some fire. Yeah. yeah. Like you might be burned by it, right? Yeah. So I don't want anyone out there who's done hypnosis or hypnotherapy or I mean anything that we talk about to be offended by what we're saying. That's not my intention. I know that will definitely happen, but what I what we're saying is God uses all of our experiences, whether he like authors them supports them or not 
for our sanctification and for his glory. Okay, so I'm not diminim- like diminishing, minimizing anyone's experience. They somebody may have had a wonderful experience being hypnotized and it helped them quit smoking or something. I'm not I don't want to like I don't want to bash on your time in hypnotherapy. What I'm saying is just because you benefited from it doesn't mean that it's supported scripturally. Mm. It doesn't. That you don't have to like that. Right? We're right. not adding or subtracting away from scripture. Sola scriptura, right? Yeah. So Complete, everything fallible word of God. So everything, everything, including yourself, needs to be founded yeah, upon that before even right. entering into things right. so, uh, and like don't this. Become, don't use, like, nobody should be beating themselves up. Like, what you don't know what you don't know. You're supposed to be a good steward, right? Responsible for, like, vetting. That's what we're trying to encourage you to do, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so you you develop that good filter by reading the word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this particular person asked specifically, like, are there anything else, or is there anything else that Christians should really stay away from? Uh, there are probably some general areas. Anything that is kind of touted as mindfulness based and I don't mean like being mindful is a very important being aware conscientious of your surroundings paying attention and focusing to like on what you're doing all that stuff is really really great right the like eastern religions don't have a copyright on on thinking about things that way right but practicing certain um oh my gosh I'm totally drawing a blank practicing certain um uh, like Eastern Buddhism, new age practices and therapy. It's super common. Um, yoga is recommended a lot. We, this is a discussion that we should definitely have. Um, you want to be really careful with that kind of stuff. Um, you know, can't you just stretch in a really like great way? Do you really need to be, manifesting poses to like the sun god and all this other stuff anyway (laughs) you know like there's a lot of other people that have you speak to that so you want to be careful of anything that looks yoga like that looks christian-ish but you can't back it up with scripture Mm. right that's really the filter um and if you aren't sure great take it take the information you get given by the therapist and bring it to your pastor. Bring it to a wiser woman of the faith, a wiser man in the faith. Um, and let have them look at it with you, you know. C- always compare it to scripture. And there's nothing wrong with having somebody that is more well-versed than you are, like, guide you through it a little bit. Um, but you should also be becoming well-versed by reading your Bible. Yeah. Okay. Um, last, uh, let's see. Actually, I think that was, like, Really, like most of the questions, ever, all, most of the other questions that we've got gotten so far that we haven't been able to respond to anyway, are topic specific. So we compiled a little list of of stuff that we got from your guys's messages, um, and we're gonna let you guys know know that list really quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, did we, we cu- did we touch all the questions we wanted to touch on? Yeah, pretty much. We do, we touched the general uh, questions that we get, uh, and then the other ones, like you just mentioned, are topics. Uh, you know, um, 
you know, uh, schizophrenia. Uh, we've gotten that, uh, you know, a topic a lot. OCD, we've yeah. gotten that a lot of uh, topic. These are things that we do plan on doing oh, yeah. um, in the future. Uh, and they are kind of cohesive with what we just talked about. So, okay, you have, we're diagnosed with schizophrenia. What do we do kind of thing? And Well, and somebody who's diagnosed with schizophrenia is probably already at the clinician. but <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, because otherwise they wouldn't they be diagnosed. A diagnosis? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, what, you know, what is the intensity of it and what right. kind of schizophrenia and, uh, you know, um, are there any kind of co-occurring disorders? I mean, there, there are tons of things to consider uh, in this um, right. as well. Um, is it even a schizophrenic uh, type episode? Is it a misdiagnosis? I mean, there's a lot of things <laughs> right. uh, that come into play. It's okay to let the experts make yeah. decisions like that yeah. for you. Like that's one of the, like, that's how we bear burdens with one another, right? Yeah. You're not expected to be a doctor, right? And also a geologist and also mm -hmm. like that's right. We have people that specialize in this stuff for a reason. God's been gracious in providing that for us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, go find help from somebody that knows what they're talking about and it's going to take work and you're going to be frustrated by it. And I'm sorry. Well, I mean, in anything um, that is good is worth, you know, yeah, suffering and struggling, you know, towards. Uh, well, here's the thing the like, I just don't want to do it. I, like I'm afraid of what it might bring you're if you're at the point where you're like really having that conversation with yourself mm. like I I don't really need it but it comes up a lot I'm constantly kind of telling myself I don't need it and my symptom experience is interfering with my everyday life right you're already suffering you're mm. already struggling so if you feel if your fear is that you're going to continue to suffer on the other side of it okay I mean what's the risk then yeah I mean, you're already suffering. You're not going to suffer more. You are already, you're not avoiding suffering. You know, right? when I, uh, what I, that was kind of my thought process uh, when I, uh, I was getting off of uh, methamphetamine. Um, I decided to quit smoking um, uh, at that time as well. And I go, well, I'm already suffering. What's this going to do? <laughs> and yeah, it added to it, but not that much. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, and I quit, you know, three and a half years, quit, you know. Um, and, uh, that was just added on to that because of that. Now, it was appropriated on this. There's a lot of fear of the unknown and what, you know, what's going to happen and, you know, and how is this going to be handled? And I don't know and money and all that stuff. The first foundation should be this. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the right. Lord. Right. And before you make any decision, do you fear him more than you fear the unknown? So, um, you said you already listed OCD. We've gotten that specific question about OCD, specifically scrupulosity, um, which is not a scrupulosity is not a diagnosis. Yeah. It's a word that's been used to describe like religiously themed delusional idea. Well, not necessarily delusional. Excuse I, me. To be honest, I've never even heard of the word before. Yeah, religiously I, I came themed up, yeah. obsessions and compulsions. Um, I think of purity culture. For OCD? No, oh, scrupulosity. Yeah, well, it yeah, comes yeah. from scruples. Like, yeah, yeah. Religious morality, right? So um, we've got, had another request for uh, an episode on maladaptive mm -hmm. um, or lucid dreaming. Hmm. I'm going to be totally upfront. I'm really not familiar a lot with that. Specific. I struggle with that a lot, man. So um, well, I I'm going to do my dreams. research, but we'll definitely be doing an episode on that. Um, <clears throat> uh, we also got asked about 
talk, uh, an episode potentially on the different ways that depression can manifest specifically mm-hmm. in like sadness, anger, and then how that relates to the use of antidepressants and whether or not that's biblical. Mm-hmm. So we are definitely going to talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. And so, me- yes, medicine is definitely biblical. Um, now... There are a whole lot of caveats that come with that that we'll spend a lot of time talking we, we about. We can bow down to those pills. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So no one out there is to stop taking medication based on anything we've said. Yeah. Got it? Thank you. Um, eating disorders, specifically binge eating disorder and ADHD, that like comorbid mm. diagnosis. So I don't know if we'll specifically talk about binge, binge eating and ADHD, um, but we'll definitely talk about each one of those individually. Yeah, and um, why those generate and what are the, uh, you know, what are the right. things? We got a lot of requests for that, treatment right? of post-traumatic stress yeah. disorder. Um, children with post-traumatic, like how trauma manifests in um, children. Um, so we're definitely going to do topic. Those will be topical. Um, schizophrenia, just, you already mentioned, I think. We were just talking about attachment disorders before we started recording, too. Is what did you say? Trauma and pediatrics and... and yeah, and, post-traumatic and, stress. Yeah. yeah, and post-traumatic stress. And, parental neglect and all that stuff uh, i think there are good topics as well yeah so. well you know heavy light heavy light <laughs> um we just have we have joyful cheerful topics right i mean and when you <laughs> when you dig into the nature of mental health it's extremely messy I yeah mean, oh, we're yeah. talking about the fall in nature oh, right oh, man. and the consequences of that you ain't gonna right? be skipping out you know for joy just because you learned about schizophrenia right <laughs> you might be going you might <laughs> Never mind. That's like you might go out the door thinking that you might have it, but oh, uh, yeah, um, people. That's that's true of every like new graduate student, or yes, actually yeah. psychology student in general. Like even undergrad, you start diagnosing yourself like, with everything. Hmm, I, I think this might be me. I, I think I got. That. All right. Also, we did get one <laughs> message <laughs> encouraging me to do all things true crime related. So. I'm going to go ahead and take that as not like a majority, a majority held sentiment that we should do some true crime stuff. But for my one girl that supports me out there, you know who you are. (laughs) Um, Maybe I'll do like something separate on the website about true crime. I I know there are Christian true crime fanatics out there. So find me, hear my, hear my voice and find me. It's the reason why we're going to create a blog spot on there. I think that that maybe we should do something like that. So again, yeah, that was, those were like, we tried to touch pretty much on everything that we hadn't responded to. If we missed you, we're so sorry. Please feel free to reach out to us again. You know, if we didn't respond to no, you, we'll do another one of these episodes. Yeah, eventually. we will. Like, yeah. We're going to do them periodically so that we can, you know, try and make sure that everybody gets some some form of response. And like like I said, and if I, you have a question um, or a comment or whatever it is, let us know if you're comfortable with us letting people know who you are and then we'll give you all the cred. And I guarantee you the next episode, I'll be able to talk more correctly <laughs> with my words. Because I don't speak no good right now. So. <laughs> but um, uh, anybody that has a macchiato or comma macchiato right before a podcast should be shot. I mean, it's like, um, it's probably not good. Oh, but. that's so funny. Sugar caffeine rush. No, it's great. It's good. I was actually mixing up J.J. Abrams, the director, with Jay Adams. Yeah, I said sense. that. You know? Yeah, I get it. And I don't Similar even like that director. initials, whatever. All right, Nick. So what do you got to tell the people 
as we close up. We always tell the people the same thing and because it's sound biblical counsel and advice. And we just talked about fear and the fear of the unknown. And I really want to hit on that right now is that in this world, you will suffer and God has given you that suffering. But take courage. By his resurrection, he has overcome the world. Take heart, guys. Love you. Love you.